Hello, I'm Bill Auten of Auten Claims Management. I'm Chantel Roberts of CMR Consulting, and welcome to the Art of Adjusting podcast. Today, we're going to talk about life as an insurance adjuster from the perspective of property, auto, liability, or workers' compensation adjusters. Our goal is to bring interesting topics in the world of claims adjusting to people who are working as an adjuster now and to people who are considering a career as a claims adjuster. Well, happy Thanksgiving, Bill. Happy Thanksgiving, Chantel. How are you? I'm doing great. Uh, do you have your turkey? Yes, I can smell it already. Yeah. And we've got a bunch of people coming over today, so it's going to be very, very busy. Why am I in the office on Thanksgiving, you ask? Well. Do tell us why you are in the office on Thanksgiving. Um, I left the stuffing here. Oh, I thought it might be... To get away from your mother-in-law or something like that. I don't know. Oh, no, no, no. I never do that. No. Oh, God, no. <laughs> no. This is being recorded, so I would never say anything. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I uh, had to make the, the what's it called? The, um, oh, I'm drawing. See, it's the it's the turkey brain Thanksgiving. Already. It's cranberry sauce. It's stuffing. It's mashed potatoes and I had to make the commute all the way to my office upstairs. And oh. I was like, oh, man, yeah, darn it. I have to <laughs> go. Uh, so anyway, I thought this would be a a great time to talk about gratitude mm-hmm. since it is Thanksgiving. And, yeah. and just a welcome, everybody, to our Thanksgiving episode. But gratitude and why are we talking about this subject? And it has actually really kind of changed my life. Um, gratitude has. And I practice gratitude a lot with a, a an app on my phone, the Calm app that I use. But also, I uh, try to now consciously think about positive things rather than the negative things. And adjusters, as adjusters, we have a lot of negativity in our life. Everybody's yelling at at us. Um, You know, we just, everybody's not happy. And I used to tell my employees, I'm like, look, if the insured's not yelling at you because you're not paying them enough, the claimant's yelling at you because you're not paying them enough, or the insured's yelling at you because you're paying the claimant, and then I'm yelling at you because you haven't done your letters that are required by the Department of Insurance or, you know, whatever. So everybody's yelling. And uh, we do talk a lot about personal care for adjusters. Um, but I just thought we'd maybe talk about what that means. Sure. Um, so one of the first things you you've really have to do, especially if you work from home, is to make sure you can separate personal and business life. Uh, I started working from home back in 2000. Um, we were set up with, you know, remote access then way back then, believe it or not. <clears throat> and, um, I knew going in that I had to be very careful about uh, setting up a workspace that was separate from the house so that I had a place to go that was only work. I didn't have my work on the kitchen table or in the living room or God forbid in the bedroom. It was in a specific area. So I actually built an office and uh, worked out of there. And that's a very important thing to uh, do for yourself to make sure that you can take a break and get away from from the work that's not always hovering over you. Uh, Ten o'clock at night, you wake up and you think about something. It's very easy to go go over to the office if if you need to and really want to. 
But if, uh, if that stuff's out invisible through your whole day while you're at home, that can be a problem. So uh, that's what I would recommend there. Um, taking breaks is important. I, I think, uh, you know, every 20 or 30 minutes, get up and walk away, uh, walk around the building, do whatever you got to do to uh, reset your mental uh, capacity. It's funny. I took actually last week off. <clears throat> and um, when, when you do that and you don't really think about work, the day you come back, actually for a few days later, your brain's kind of in a fog. It's really strange. And um, it's not a bad thing, though. That fog tells me that uh, I did some important things and stepped away long enough to come back with a fresh perspective on things. And uh, that is, that's also very important. So taking breaks, either short or long, I would say. Yeah. How about you? You know, I totally agree with you. I have read many articles that say having a designated workspace, like a spare bedroom or something to that effect, something where you can close the door right. at the end of the day so that you don't see it. Because uh, if you're sitting there, <clears throat> excuse me, if you're sitting there at the dining room table or the kitchen table, you are, even if you put it all underneath the chair or in the corner or whatever, it's sitting there staring at you. And I, I actually feel kind of bad for my husband because he has the entire basement. I put him down in the basement, let him up, uh, you know, come up into the rest of the house or anything like that. But his uh, office space is in the basement, but that's also his recreational space. Hmm. And he was talking about one time how he sometimes does not want to be in the basement with his vinyl and records and stereo equipment and all that because his computers are sitting there looking at him and he starts thinking about work and, and that sort of thing. So it's, it is very important. And even if you have that where you can't part partition it off or something, I've seen people who uh, take those folding walls or like a divider. Yeah. You know, yep. um, and, and put that up. And I suggested it to my husband and he was like, no, 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 no. Um, which is what his voice is like. Um, love you, mean it. Um, <laughs> you know, you can pick up an office divider pretty cheap on Craigslist or something too, and that would work. Another thing that you could do is if you do partition it off like that, and it's not really a separate room, you just have maybe a, a divider or a piece of furniture separating the two areas. Um, think about the lighting. So have a lamp or something that's always on when you're working and when it's off or when you're not working, turn it off. Um, That's something simple like that can trigger your mind to understand that it's not work time now, it's playtime. That is a terrific idea. I love that idea. That is a great idea. And I use my watch, which tells me to stand up, you know, and move around or whatever. And that is also because they say that sitting is the new, you know, heart attack thing. So here's the other thing that I think is particularly important about mental health with adjusters and, and helping each other out is having a, a daily practice of gratitude. I know a person who is very negative and I have a big negativity bias and we've all heard of that negativity bias where you, know, you automatically focus on, on the negative and sociologists will tell us that's hardwired into our brain because we're you know, back, back in the day, you know, when we were hunting and gathering, we had to remember what was bad so that we continued to survive. 
But according to the Mayo Clinic, you know, a gratitude practice can decrease depression and anxiety and dealing with life's difficulties such as chronic pain and illness, which is just amazing if you think about it. Uh, so it's it's um, sometimes hard, I think, to be conscious of thinking of the benefits that we have. You know, we sit there and go, you know, hashtag first world problems. And, and we kind of make a joke out of it. But I started this gratitude practice uh, maybe two years ago or whatever, when I was in a really bad place. And I made a bet with myself. I'm like, look, I'm going to do a gratitude practice for a year. And I'm going to list three things that I'm grateful for. And if I can't think of anything, it will be the same thing as yesterday. <laughs> you know, and it can be something as small as I woke up today. Feet hit the floor. It beats the, uh, yeah, you know, it beats the alternative. Um, you know, and, and sometimes it's something as simple as, uh, you got a dog. Well, uh, be thankful for that because you got someone that loves you, you know, <laughs> you know, you got a job that you hate. Well, I mean, be grateful for that because have you seen the grocery bills lately? I mean, it's outrageous. Um, are, are you single? Well, okay. Be thankful that you're not settling and, and, you know, that you value yourself. Um, and again, when I was, when I was thinking about this and, and learning about this gratitude practice, uh, the Mayo Clinic was saying that this behavior literally changes our biology and positive gestures benefit by giving us that oxygen. Cotton, oxycodone, whatever it is that that love hormone. Right. Oxy, I think oxycodone is a drug. Oh, okay. Well, maybe dopamine. Uh, no, I know it has oxy something. It, um, but it, I'm totally making this up as we go along, and I'm grateful for that. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever done like a, a gratitude practice or anything like that? Not formally, no. I can't say I have. That's a little too touchy feely for Bill. Yeah. Oh, really? It's too touchy feely for you. I find that hard. I'm not a touchy feely kind of guy. I'm more of a oh yeah, get my hands dirty and do stuff kind of a guy. Yeah. yeah. You know what though? That is a good thing to do too when you're anxious about something. Because I was I was talking to my virtual assistant because uh, we were talking about my book that's going to be released in May. And I was telling her I was getting anxious about things. And sometimes when I get anxious about things, the best thing for me to do is plan, you know, do, do a, you know, like, okay, on Thursday, I'm going to do X, Y, Z Friday. I'm going to do X, Y, Z. And, um, I, I did a mock-up of my book and, uh, you know, making some spoof videos and, and, and that sort of thing. So I get a little creative, um, I think you do some gardening, don't you? So you literally get your hands Yeah. Dirty. Well, we I do a lot of things that, that uh, around the, the house and the farm, I guess, for lack of it's not really a farm, is it? Anyway, yeah, I'm out there cutting trees down when needed. Um, I'm plowing up in the field and fixing machines or whatever. And um, yeah, I, you know, I don't think I do it in order to distract me, but I do it mostly because it needs to get, I'm a busy guy. So like, there's a really long list of, so I don't have, I don't have time to be, uh, 
um, you know, sad or depressed or anything like that. There have been times in my life though, where I went through some difficult things where I didn't live in a place like I live now. Um, and I, I took up, um, cycling and, and, uh, bike racing and that became a, a you know, the big getaway. Um, and, and I think, yes, by default, people will find, uh, distractions to take them away from the things that are creating stress in their life. And as a claims guy claims person, the job itself can be very stressful. So you do have to have an outlet where you can step away from it. I've never met anybody who is happy as an overworked claims person. That is so true. Yeah. If you can't get away and leave the stuff behind you, you're going to you're not going to last in the career very long. I think that's, that's really what I think. And people say, Bill, you're always working. Well, I, I don't always work. You know, I work from eight to five every day and that's just weekdays, Saturdays and Sundays. I might peek in my computer for just like do some, maybe marketing ideas, maybe true up some bank accounts that we have. Uh, but other than that, um, I don't work on weekends. So, it's important to set, uh, set boundaries for sure. Mm-hmm. That is, that is very, very true. Yeah. And, and I don't think, and I liked the, the idea of getting out and doing like cycling or something like that. Every morning I work out before I start the day. Uh, my husband is more of an afternoon slash evening person. So that's when he rides his bike or whatever. Uh, and, and I'm not saying that when you're doing your gratitude practice or anything like that, you're like a Pollyanna and glasses half full. It's just focusing on or finding some kind of silver lining. Uh, and of course, we all know that if you distract yourself to the detriment of what your anxiety is, that's when, you know, your addictions start like people who drink too much or take drugs or you know do whatever to to alleviate their anxieties well of course that's bad and 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 we're not we're not saying that but i'm saying for me it did really help me look at when something bad comes my way it's not like well there's a purpose for everything or anything like that but i have to physically you know find something that's good and that helps alleviate a lot of stress for me yeah i i think that whatever you value in in life you keep that top of mind because that is what's going to help push you through those times that are difficult you're going to say well this just happened to me but i have a beautiful house uh, i have a beautiful wife i've got great kids i've you know um, whatever it is. And for some people that's automatic. I feel like it's automatic for me. I don't, that that's just the way I'm wired. That's great. It's not for me. I, I believe it's not for a lot of folks. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't, I don't necessarily know if it's for a lot of adjusters because we have such a soul sucking. <laughs> <laughs> and I say that with love because I love being a claims adjuster and I love helping people. But there is a lot of negativity when everybody, when you see people at their worst, you do have to take care of yourself and you can't, what, you know, what, what is it that the airplanes say? You got to put your gas mask on first before you can help others. Right. And that's kind of what we're talking about. Yeah. And I I think empathy is a huge part of this job and you have to really be uh, empathetic with 
the policyholders or claimants that have suffered some sort of damage. However, one other thing to think about is uh, it didn't happen to you. So that's one good thing to be thankful about. Your house didn't just burn down. So, um, and you are now in a position to help this person who suffered this, this loss of some sort. So um, yeah, that's another reason to be thankful. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and you are absolutely correct. Empathy is so incredibly important. And for me, again, it is it is focusing on those positives. Uh, again, not being a Pollyanna, not everything's going to be okay. Sometimes things are not going to be okay. Right. Something, you know, sometimes things are not going to be. And, okay. and I don't mean to suggest that adjusters, we just sit here laughing at people for, uh, for their adversity, adversity and say, ha ha, it's not me. That's not what I'm saying <laughs> at all. Yeah, no, that is not what um, we're saying. That's why I preface that statement with the comment about empathy. Well, listen, we probably should get back to our turkeys yeah. and uh, pie, more, more importantly, pie, uh, very much um, pie. <laughs> so I'm going to, I'm going to say happy Thanksgiving to happy you. Thanksgiving. Uh, ask everybody to, you know, like and follow and comment because that helps the algorithm, you know, pick us up and distribute us to other people who want to listen to us ramble about how wonderful it is to be funny. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, have a great dinner and we'll talk soon. You too. Okay. Bye. Thanks for joining us on the Art of Adjusting podcast, where we talk about life as an insurance adjuster. Hit that subscribe button real quick and tell all of your adjuster friends to check this out as well. For independent adjusting services, go to www.auten.claims. And for anyone interested in working as an independent liability adjuster, go to the Contact Us tab to join our roster. So this wraps up another Art of Adjusting podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast or this episode, please give us five stars and a review. It does help the algorithm pick us up. In the meantime, you can contact me at theartofadjusting.com for consulting and training purposes.